You are listening to the Converge Media Network, uplifting our voices. Loyalty's my favorite characteristic of God, but finding it in it is hard. It's like trying to find God. You're the only one in your camp with cheese. You pay for everything they eat. Man, that insecurity is deep. Now I ain't said no names. These are just theories if you hear me, baby. It's home. You must admit it's kind of eerie, baby. Like them chemtrails in the sky. Grand rising, everyone. Welcome to the day with Trey. I am your host, Trey Holiday, and I want to welcome you to another magnificent Monday. And I'm really excited because my guest today is Rajni Eden. Edens Gibson, and he has been such a phenomenal poet that I have known about for decades. And so I'm so thrilled that he's here to tell us about an upcoming event that he has right here for us to be able to take part in. So I want y'all to be in tune when we get to Rajni a little bit later in the show. But of course, you know, it is the top of the show. So it's a great time right now for you to tag and share the stream. That's right. Go ahead, tag and share the stream with folks who you feel could benefit from a daily dose of dopeness right here on The Day with Trey. If you cannot watch our TV show, we still have you covered because you can definitely listen to us anywhere you find your favorite podcast. Just search Converge Media Network in the day with Trey. Y'all will find me on Google, Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud, Apple Music, whichever podcast platform is your favorite. I think there's like 200 of them. So you will be able to find us on any one of those uh, podcast platforms. And Thank you for sharing the podcast. If you're finding that the stories we are sharing here on The Day with Trey are uplifting you and inspiring you as we aim to do, we appreciate you sharing that with others so that we can grow even more organically with you helping us. That's really a part of community media that I love so much is that we all get to be involved. Uh, If you know of someone who you're like, oh my gosh, I'm so inspired by their story, you should be on The Day with Trey. Reach out to me on my Instagram. Y'all can dis, what do they say? Direct message? DM. Yes. DM me uh, at Trey Holiday, T R A E H O L I D A Y. Go ahead and do that as well. Um, people are starting to do that more, and I'm, I'm getting exposed to more and more amazing folks who are doing great things. And it's so great because there is never a shortage of brilliance. That's what I love to be able to amplify and uplift on this platform. And it's also for me, not only inspiring for you, but me. Like, I get to sit here and listen to phenomenal folks doing phenomenal things. Well, as we speak about phenomenal folks doing phenomenal things, y'all heard last week with Chardonnay Beaver and of course, Donita Martin Sinclair, they teamed up to bring a three-part series that starts tonight. That's right. Make sure you tune into my journey to Beloved uh, with Donita and Chardonnay as they kick off this three-part series tonight right here on Converge at 7.30 p.m. Uh, of course, I was so moved by what they shared about what they really want the audience to gain from this. And Chardonnay shared something very special saying, when you are, you know, the call is right in front of you to step up and do something, find your way to do that. And she did that by being impacted by gun violence, losing friends and and close uh, members of her family. I mean, she shared that she has a personal stake in this and she wanted to do something that was elevating not only the 
you know, power of collective healing, but also the ways for us to all be engaged. Even if it's not hitting your family yet, it's important that we all be engaged in this really important issue right here within our community. So please make sure y'all tune in tonight, 7.30 p.m. Huge shout out to Chardonnay and Donita. Um, and really Donita for sharing her story. And Chardonnay said that as well, that it was so special to be able to connect with Donita, to be able to uplift and amplify the ways that she was beginning to heal. And she said she's still healing. It is a continuous process. But if you are intentional and really specific about the ways that you're examining yourself in your own behavior, in your healing journey, you're on the right track. So it's one of those amazing series that is aiming to make sure that you all understand how you're a part of this issue that is constantly plaguing our community. Let's all tune in tonight, 7.30 p.m. right here on Converge Media. Well, after this break, y'all, I get the chance to talk to my brother, Rajni. I'm so excited. He's such a phenomenal author and poet and has been pouring in to this community for a long time. And now he keeps coming back to make sure he's tapping into his hometown with these amazing opportunities. Stay tuned to hear all about it, y'all. You're watching The Day with Trey. One in every 500 African-Americans in the U.S. suffers from sickle cell disease. One in three African-American blood donors is a match for patients with sickle cell. One, appointment to donate blood with the American Red Cross can help save a life. Will you be that one? Visit redcrossblood.org slash ourblood today to schedule an appointment at a location near you. The new COVID-19 updated booster provides the best protection available right now. So don't wait. Stay safe this summer and get your updated booster today. To find a free vaccine provider near you, go to kingcounty.gov forward slash vaccine. When I think about what I would say to a young entrepreneur right now is that there are so many opportunities for growth and learning here in Seattle, Washington and take full advantage of it. There is all kind of training programs, all kind of grant micro lending programs, so many opportunities. Please take advantage of all that so that you can get the learning that you need so you have a firm foundation so your business can grow. Welcome back, everyone, to The Day with Trey. I'm your host, Trey Holiday, and joining me right now is my brother, Rajni. What's up, Rajni? Blessing sister, how you doing? I'm well, how are you? Oh, so thankful to be here. You know, the, the thing for me is that you are literally one of the first poets I met and know, like, you know, have an actual relationship with. We go all the way back to early days uh, when we were both uh, inspired and working with young folks at TT Minor Elementary. Um, and I, I know that you pour so much into your work, but I want to hear a bit about that process for you as a writer, as a poet, uh, because you span the spectrum with your poetry. How do you create, Rajni? Well, I, I try to apply as much time on a daily basis to creativity as possible. I've been fortunate to transition into full-time employment as a poet and artist um, and facilitator now for about four years. But my mother really fostered the gift in me at an early um, time in my development. As you know, she's the founder of the African-American Writers Alliance, the first Black-led um, writing um, space and collective in the Northwest. And so I was the only child member at age 11. And so many 
artists, poets, creatives poured into me as a youth. So I was really inspired by the rich array of beauty and brilliance of our community. And so I've, I've never departed from that path. So I consistently create on a daily basis. Just if it's a poem, it's a story, it's a song. I, I feel like that's a way of safeguarding what my mom calls mental hygiene. You know, having the outlet, having catharsis, also being able to kind of reckon with everything that's happening in the world and our role in it. Well, it comes across in your writings. Absolutely. And when you think about some of those top layers of inspiration for you um, that continue to kind of pour into your your layers of creativity. I love how it connects back to the African-American Writers Alliance, which is the longest running Writers Alliance that we've had here uh, within the state. And it's beautiful to know that your mom was the curator of that and also that you then took that on in a way that allowed you to explore what it meant to be a poet. And congratulations for being able to be a full-time poet and author <laughs> for the you. last four years. We know that that takes a lot of hard work. Uh, when, when you think about how you've connected to other folks and been able to use your gift to highlight maybe others' gifts, how have you been really be, you know, been a part of this kind of creative community? Oh my goodness. Well, so many richer rays. One offshoot of, the African-American Writers Alliance is the poetry experience, which is actually the 25-year anniversary um, of a, a celebration is why we're here in Washington now. And it, this was a space that was multi-ethnic in terms of uh, p participants. Um, it was founded over at Douglas Truth Library, had a great long uh, livelihood over at uh, Langston Hughes Cultural Arts Center before it was a performing arts center. And Seattle Center House, mentors like Steve Sneed, Rico Bembry, um, a rich array of members, uh, even Brother Eric Calligraphy back in the day, you know what I'm saying? Like so many different artists, Julie C., A-Sun, Gabriel Teodros, uh, Mac Moore is a part of it, Aaron Walker Loud, so many different, um, so many different amazing artists uh, in their formative stages of development were a part of this space as youth that was an opportunity to be affirmed, empowered, and uplifted and have a, a safe space and container to be courageously vulnerable in. So I feel like those are elements I still take with me as kind of guiding forces in my life for how I engage with youth and community anywhere I am. And it's also a critical reason why I always return to the place that raised me. Yeah, because um, I don't know if folks even know you don't live here anymore because you stay because <laughs> you stay tapped in not only to some of the opportunities that already exist, but also curating uh, new opportunities for folks to be able to share their talent and to tap in. And it's one of those things for me that, you know, the the understanding that, you know, artistry is so special and unique, but yet so needed in our society is growing. Right. And that's something for me that I get really inspired by because more and more people are understanding the need for us to pour into our artist communities. How have you been able to experience that level of kind of the rise of consciousness collectively as people have been like, you know, we need to pay them what they're worth. We need to make sure that there is a pathway for that. I'm hearing more and more of that over time. And I'm sure you've been able to experience some level of that intentionality. How has that resonated with you? Yeah, well, I think it is important to recognize art as not a an aside, but as a staple and a core in terms of a crucial part of our um, our being as 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 human beings. Um, and just with the aftermath of, of the, the pandemic and, and the converging of like the global 
protests of 2020 and people suddenly having more of a, an awareness um, of the need to confront white supremacy forthrightly, to uh, be activated and engaged in ways that see transformation as a viable possibility and using artist mechanisms for these forces is so powerful. So I, th I think that was probably a critical moment for me when I saw a definitive shift in the way that I was engaged as an artist and the, um, the vaster array of opportunities that started to arrive because I was using my art specifically to confront white supremacy and to affirm mutual humanity and coming from a place of love. But what's just something that people don't always see is intertwined. Yeah, I, I think you're so right about that. And it's it's one of the reasons why I love what you said earlier is that it's not an offshoot. You know, artistry is a real main fabric of our culture, our society, and the ideas that really are fueled through artist vision and creativity help to expand our awareness, right? And so we need artists like you who are tackling those uh, more difficult issues that we see within our society can't all be roses and rainbows, right? And so I think that there's something so special about artists who are intentional in their works. Uh, you know, you, you've written two books and I want to talk about both of them, of course, because, uh, Although they are similar in nature, they're also different. I want to hear about your your kind of growth from book one into book two. How do you see the two of them reflecting who you are as an artist? Definitely. Well, well for my uh, original works in terms of transitioning into um, a full-time employment as an artist, um, it's entitled Their Names Are Mine. That was actually my second work because my first book came out when I was 18. My mother had been promising to publish me since I was very young. And so my first text, in fact, was called A Taste of Rage. But this more recent text, I think I was in a place in life where I was receiving so much uh, kind of spiritual attack in public and personal spaces. What I, what I, from what I viewed as a response or reaction to me speaking forthrightly about what I saw racially and coming from a place of um, uh, rage and um, uh, fierce determination to express this pain in a, in a way that it could not be avoided. Um, and also to speak to the accountability um, that is uh, resonant in terms of our intertwined humanity and integrity as human beings, that everybody has a role to play in positive transformation. And there's no one who's um, not uh, to be held to this standard. Uh, I wanted to put all of the most visceral pieces I could that made me say, should you say that out loud? You should say, what are white people going to think? I was like, okay, that's the programming. That's my recipe now. If I have a question about should this go in or I feel like a tinge of uh, fear or, or concern about how it's going to be viewed. I'm like, okay, this is going to make me vulnerable. So that's the medicine. So let me do that as much as possible. So that was kind of like the, um, the go-to way of formulation for my first text, their names are mine. But with, in the coded language, uh, I wanted to share more pieces that spoke to my, my story, uh, how I developed as a, as a young person, um, and also speak things that positively affirmed uh, Black people historically, present day, and future. That spoke to our beauty, our brilliance, when we have the coherency to see ourselves through our own eyes. 
So I think that's what kind of distinguishes them. But they're an evolutionary path of that artistry. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's such a great breakdown to understand, you know, the, the mind behind the work uh, for me, because uh, I am always so inspired by those that, that like layered nuance of story that you get, but you may not really understand it just by purchasing both books and then reading them. So I really appreciate you breaking that down. Uh, but you're also back in town because there's this amazing event that uh, you are working with others to put on. And I want to hear more about this event. What is this event all about? Definitely. So thank you so much for the question. So we are on the cusp of a week stint of events honoring um, the Poetry Experience 25th year anniversary celebration. As we had stated, the Poetry Experience started in 98 over at Douglas Truth Library. And with the aftermath of so much gentrification and erasure of narrative and story, this happened in the Central District and elsewhere. I started growing more concerned and thinking, okay, this is a time for action. We have to take initiative to be able to breathe life into our stories, to circle back with the people who poured into us in, in powerful ways that still inform the way we move in the world, and to name that, and to also have it be a call to arms to bring more youth into the fold who are really suffering a lot of violence and disconnect and depression and, 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 and many things that art can be a medium for um, healing and alchemizing, where you can become the agency-based force in your own story, become the protagonist and the narrator and, and self-actualize your own journey. So the stories you begin to write begin to actually have an impact on the story that you're living. And I, I really think that's some, something so important for our youth to have. I think it's important for us to have as people. Um, it was something that I was gifted uh, and bequeathed uh, from my mother and from our rich community and our ancestors. So I don't take it lightly. So uh, we're, we're here to celebrate and honor that legacy. So we have a series of events over the course of the week. Um, Monday the 4th, we're going to be at a vintage-owned, uh, a black-owned vintage store actually called The Lemon Grove. Um, owned by Brother Jason Lemons. We'll be there from 7 to 9, and that'll be featuring Tiffany Wilson and Chelsea Richardson, Ebo, Roberto Escalon, Issei, and myself. So a lot of town heads. And then uh, Wednesday the um, 6th will actually be in the morning at Nova for NovaCon, doing some presentations in the schools and some writing workshops. We do a facilitation called The Value of Our Stories. We'll be holding space for them to share. And then we'll have a youth writing workshop that day at our original um, place of birth, Douglas Truth Library. And that will be from 4 to 6 p.m. Then on the uh, 7th, we'll be at the Blue Cone on Capitol Hill. Uh, shout out to Calivery. <laughs> and we'll do some more performance and showcase of the original membership. And then Friday the 8th, we'll have another stint with the youth at Rainier Beach Public Library from 4 to 6. And our culminating events will be a writing workshop from 1 to 3 at the Chop House on Saturday as a part of On the Block. And then we'll be on the On the Block main stage from 5 to 7 with Aaron Walker Loud and Owar Runga, uh, myself, Ebo, um, Issei, Roberto Escalon, a host of different local poets. And we'll probably close out with a, a freestyle just to you know, really bring life because so much of uh, the poetry experience history was a, about a rich array of youth sharing themselves uh, courageously, vulnerably and openly in a way that was aff affirming and empowering and restorative. And then afterwards, we ha always have a cipher. So we might have two hours of shared poetry and then be outside links and use for addition like hour, hour and a half, just like. <laughs> 
the whole huddle, just posting <laughs> a lot of, a lot, lot of really rich freestyles and, and creative um, vibrancy was cultivated in that time. So I always want to draw from that place as a source that um, means uh, something to me personally, and then offer that breathe life into that, reciprocate that back into community. So youth who are just coming of age know they have access to these bridges as well. This is uh, such a great list of amazing events and opportunities for folks to really tap in uh, to some of, like you said, some of the OGs even, <laughs> right, uh, that we know of that have been doing this work for so many years and really finding a way to keep their artistry alive. Because one of the things that I think is so special about so many of the folks you named is that they've been doing artistic works for decades. And it's so beautiful because this is, you know, they didn't just, oh, I'm going to start this tomorrow. They've been doing this for a long time and opening up the opportunity for folks to experience their brilliance through a multitude of ways, right? Mm -hmm. Whether it's a concert, a cipher, a workshop, you know, connecting with youth, being involved in our educational system to be kind of an anchor and a mentor over time to so many youth. Mm. So just the ideas of like, I, I love all the folks you <laughs> named and I'm just like, wow, for all y'all to be together in space. That's also something, but it's a telling sign of the, the artist family mm. and community. And I want to hear from you about that because you were talking about, you know, the African-American Writers Alliance being a space. But as you mentioned, so many of those folks in what y'all were starting at Douglas Truth, you've really curated such an amazing connection. How does that serve your artistry? Oh my goodness. Countless ways, but I think having that space and knowing that your gifts are to be given and that they're more, more than just for you is so critical to continue to grow as an artist and as a human being. And I think just being able to witness my mother who has always been adept at holding space for folks and bringing community together and, and making sure that youth and anybody going through a storm has a soft landing place. She was a foster parent over 70 children. So I was always the older brother. I had so many different brothers and sisters growing up and, and, and kind of seeing the storms that kids are coming from and knowing that maybe in this moment might be the only moment that they have the opportunity to have a semblance of family. You know, those things, none of those things are separate from my artistic practice or the way I engage with community. So I feel like life is not promised. And we've probably seen that even more so over the course of the pandemic and with everything that's happening in the world. So it bears merit for us to be warm and welcoming and supportive and encouraging, nurturing and nourishing in the ways that we engage with ourselves and with our people and especially through artistry. That's why I'm always extending the the hand to invite people in and to encourage people to share their art in different spaces and to build platforms for us to come together and to have spaces that can have a catalyzing impact on people maybe just burgeoning in that capacity. All these things are truly vital. So I wouldn't be me without Chelsea, without Issei, without Tiffany Wilson, without Ebo, without Roberto Ascalon, um, and you, 
you know, calligraphy, all of us make up a rich tapestry of this community that even if it's not necessarily fully known about by people who are coming newly, it still bears merit and value and is our mutual wealth. So it's so important that we honor and affirm that. Oh, I agree 100 percent. I'm so glad I get to be a part of the tapestry. I tell you, <laughs> I know that's right. You know, as someone who um, gets to experience the wealth of brilliance within that cipher, it's something that I'm always sharing with other people so that they understand like the rich history of connectivity here and how although we've been gentrified, maybe it started because we were all in the same area or neighborhood and we mm. grew up together and, you know, right. Like all of those things are touch points, mm -hmm. but the idea is that we now get to be even more intentional about our relationships is so key to me mm. and to where I am now. And especially how I bring my sons into that, mm -hmm. because although I'm a homeowner in federal way, I'm like, People are like, you live, you don't live in Seattle, you know, because they're like, you're always here. You're uplifting what goes on. But I'm like, that's because that's the the origin for me. Mm. And there's something very special about that kinship. Right. And so I, I'm grateful to be a part of it. Now, of course, I got to give you time because you got to look right there in the camera closest to me. Let them know how they find the information for all of the amazing events this week. And also, how do they connect with you by your works of art? Definitely, definitely. Um you can reach me at www.rajneyeddins.com. That's R-A-J-N-I-I-E-D-D-I-N-S.com. And that has all the information for the accompanying events you can, um, this week from the 4th to the 9th. Uh, I think that there are going to be some flyers shown too on the screen so you can check out some of the dates listed you can also reach me directly at my email which is their names are mine that's the, the first title um, that i really says uh kind of an inception of my path into independent employment as an artist the, the gmail is their names are mine at gmail.com that's t-h-e-i-r-n-a-m-e-s-a-r-e-m-i-n-e at gmail.com. So please feel welcome to get in touch and we hope to see you. Please encourage youth and community members interested in self-expression or just exploring poetry or the opportunity to connect to such a rich story and history that is going to be a narrative that we breathe life into for years to come. All are welcome. Absolutely. Rajni, thank you so much for joining me today. It was so such an honor to have you here on oh, the my platform. Honor to share. Thank you so much for holding space. Absolutely. Oh, y'all, I told you it was going to be magnificent Monday. Indeed, I get to wrap up all of this magnificence right after this short break. Stay tuned. You're watching The Day with Trey. One in every 500 African-Americans in the U.S. suffers from sickle cell disease. One in three African-American blood donors is a match for patients with sickle cell. One, appointment to donate blood with the American Red Cross can help save a life. Will you be that one? Visit redcrossblood.org slash ourblood today to schedule an appointment at a location near you. The new COVID-19 updated booster provides the best protection available right now. So don't wait. Stay safe this summer and get your updated booster today. To find a free vaccine provider near you, go to kingcounty.gov forward slash vaccine. When I think about what I would say to a young entrepreneur right now is that there are so many opportunities for growth and learning here in Seattle, Washington, and take full advantage of it. There is all kind of training programs, all kind of grant micro lending programs, 
so many opportunities. Please take advantage of all that so that you can get the learning that you need so you have a firm foundation so your business can grow. Welcome back, everyone, to The Day with Trey. I'm your host, Trey Holiday. Wow, y'all, seriously, Rajni just gave us such a gift in his sharing. Uh, make sure you tap into this amazing opportunity with the 25th year anniversary of the Poetry Experience. Uh, we're going to give you the details right now on the flyer, but if you are looking forward to connecting with this amazing community of artists, there's several opportunities for you to do so, uh, starting tonight. So make sure that you figure out your way to get to these spaces. You will not be disappointed in what you experience. And I can guarantee you that because all of the names that he mentioned that are a part of this and have been for so long are phenomenal, not just artists, but phenomenal beings in their own right who have been dedicating themselves and their artistry to uplifting this community and bringing their talent right here, even though they have taken it all over the world, they still find time to be right here as a real major thread to their community here within the Pacific Northwest. So shout out to all of y'all who have been involved. I want to definitely thank Rajni for being here and sharing, you know, the purpose of his gift with us and also the importance of that thread of connectivity that we talk about in the artist community. It's so necessary and we are all better for it that they continue to be amazing artists, continue to create great works and bring them out for all of us. So y'all know I was inspired. I want you to be inspired. Find your way, y'all, to see yourself as a part of the solution as Rajni has. Of course, for me, y'all, until tomorrow at 11 a.m. Peace. Converge Media produces culturally relevant content for Black and urban audiences. Our coverage is raw, transparent, and objective, praised by community leaders, government officials, and residents. Support Converge Media today via Venmo, Cash App, or PayPal at Converge Media.